Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. This is an episode of Domain Sherpa Weekly, where we talk about current events as they relate to things that impact our space, our industry, and our world. Today, we've got Shane and Drew on the show to discuss GameStop, Wall Street Bets, Robinhood, Bitcoin, NamesCon, and a bunch of other things. It's all happening now, so let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Domain Sherpa. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum. I am your host and producer. Today, it's a Domain Sherpa Weekly, which we are running these weekly shows to talk about all things related to domains, crypto, investing, any digital assets or anything else we feel like talking about. Uh, as we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. So if uh, if it makes money we're, uh, or there's a chance for it to make money, we're probably talking about it. Here I got my two co-hosts with me. I got my boy, Andrew Rosner, fresh off of his sixth in a row, fifth in a row, number one domain broker in the world, in the world, Craig, uh, which was just <laughs> announced yesterday at the NamesCon conference, which is quantifiable, escrow.com, the number one escrow service for the domain industry based on numbers. This is not a popularity contest. It is just cold numbers. My man is number one again. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a uh, big shout out to Drew. What's up, my dude? All right. And I also got my man. I need that cigar like LeBron. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. And I got my man, Sugar Shane Cultra, Honey, Honey Shane now with Beehouse.com. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Shane is basically the co-host of Domain Sherpa Review, but we try to pull him in on these weekly shows. At least that's the plan when we can get him. Uh, so, uh, but uh, Shane is up here in the, here in the building. What's up, dude? Uh, good morning. And if we're taping in the morning, which is a different time for me, so I still got energy. It's going to yeah, be a whole yeah, new yeah. level now. <laughs> You're working off that. Uh, oh, wait, what is it? The uh, Royal Jelly. You're working off the Royal <laughs> Jelly right <laughs> I, now. I was looking into that. I, I was like, man, how can I steal that? I, I found out a little bit more about that, but we'll talk about that different time. Yeah, yeah, different time. We talked about that on one of the previous domain sharpers. Go check that out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, bhouse.com, Shane DSAD. Domain Shane, subscribe to the list, like make it happen, make yourself, make yourself rich, follow Shane, you know, anyway, yeah. so, uh, so just diving right into it today, this week, the biggest thing that everybody's talking about that we got to talk about is game stonks, you know what I'm saying? So it's a GME, GameStop, all the craziness. So I guess, uh, do, does one of you want to kind of recap really quick? I think most people watching have some general sense of what's up, but does somebody want to give the 30 second summary on what, where we're at? currently what got us to this point and what the deal is yeah i mean I'm, 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 yeah so basically what happened is they looked uh, there's a wall street bets subreddit that uh found out which stocks were the most shorted stocks uh, uh listed and they attacked it and there's one way what's called a short squeeze and when they buy stocks, the shorters lose. So every time a person buys another one or you buy a call, a call forces the, the other side to buy stocks to offset that call. And so every time you buy a call, they gotta buy a share. Every time you buy a share, it goes up. And the more it goes, the more it hurts the person shorted. And when you short, the upside is only to zero, but the downside is as high as it can go. Yeah. So they just pounded on it. And just if you have a, if it's a naked short. Yeah, if it's a naked short, but I mean, it, it can only go to but that's zero. That's what they were doing. But yeah. if it's wherever it's, it was at 20, they could only make $20 a share. But if it goes to 800, they can lose $780 a share. So yeah. they're on the wrong side of limitations. And uh, this group picked on it. And then they started playing the, the wrong side of asymmetry. 
That's right. And they played the game of what did they like? If it was something that they enjoyed as a kid, they attacked it. They saw Tootsie Roll. Like that's they Tootsie Roll like, hey, we like Tootsie Rolls. It's shorted pretty heavy. Let's go roll that. American Airlines, yeah. things that were comfortable brands, Bed Bath and Beyond. I'll never forget there was a tweet that said, Man, I'm all in on Bath and Beyond. By the way, what's Bed Bath and Beyond? You know, they <laughs> no clue. But that's the yeah. stock market, man. As a trader before, it's a buy low, sell high based on mathematics. But the thing that changes everything is the craziness of emotion and just, just crazy. I mean, yeah. people can do anything that you can't put down on paper and mathematics isn't going to solve. And, and we're watching it now. And I, I love it. It's absolutely yeah. the most fun thing in the world. It's also the way to lose the most money you could ever lose, but it's also a good chance to make it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they were looking at GameStop as, Hey, this, this company's dying. Right. In fact, folks thought it was going to go out of business. Um, and, uh, you know, I saw somebody posted something where they're like, basically, it's just a place people go to trade Pokemon cards at this point, you know, yeah. because everybody's buying online. And, uh, you know, I think you and I were talking offline a couple of days ago. I mean, you said like, uh, you know, if the X, if the most recent Xbox didn't have an optical drive, they basically would, wouldn't exist. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's literally yeah. come down to those kind of like nuanced things around their business. Well, that's all I played it. Like I played it way before this came around. So I was long out. But I was playing it based on when the, these systems were announced, if they had an optical drive, GameStop stays around. If it was just a hard drive, they're done. So I knew that, well, I wasn't positive, but I was pretty sure that they were going to create that resale market by having optical drives. Yeah. And they did, but the stock didn't do shit. So I didn't make it. I, <laughs> I didn't make, I'm the only person that ever bought GameStop in the last like year that hasn't made any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so a couple of things about that too. I mean, so I saw some stuff though. I mean, GameStop, you look at it, you know, from a fundamental standpoint, I mean, the business has cash, like it wasn't awful. Right. But it's so just they have the, cash now. Well, now they do, you know, but from they, a business. Did they sell any shares? Did yeah, they, 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 so that's the lucky part is they had already put put out uh, saying that they were going to buy or sell shares to raise some capital. And then they looked at it and like, well, why don't we just go ahead and instead of doing 100 million, let's go ahead and do 400 million and sell a tenth of the shares we were going to sell for the 100. So they're actually going to be debt free here. I believe the number is going to get them out of complete debt. Oh just man, and Matt, sale, yeah. so. how do you feel? You're the execs and stuff. You're like, hey, I'm still doing my thing here at GameStop. You know, you got your LinkedIn profile kind of rocking. You're thinking about what, where you're going. All hey, of a sudden, listen, it's like, don't be fooled, right? Like, so <laughs> now they got no debt, right? And they got a strong balance sheet. Now they're going to go raise debt by Bitcoin. And next thing you know, <laughs> it's a $500 stock. Yeah. Again, yeah, hey, I mean, the micro strategy model. And you know what? Like, we're, we're going to talk about some crypto too. And, one thing I think we got to, you know, so for folks, you know, it's the the subreddit, like you mentioned, right? Everybody knows what Reddit is, Wall Street Bets. You know, they're the one dude who is like the catalyst of this whole thing. And you broke the seal on the language. Probably going to have to put a parental advisory sticker on this show because dude's name is Deep Fucking Value, right? And he he's the dude. Guy, now, like he's the, he's the dude, you know? And, he is uh, that dude. He and is that dude. Interestingly, though, like he was made, you know, he started this play, you know, this has been bubbling for a minute. It's not like, oh, hey, I mean, this thing blew yeah, in up. in the fall. Over, you know, yeah, this thing blew up over, you know, five or six trading sessions, right? Um, and obviously it's taken on this whole enormous like movement, but, you know, but he was messing, like you said, since the fall when he was posting, maybe even earlier, you know, once he recognized that the short sellers, right, which this big, big bank, this big hedge fund, Melvin uh, Capital, you know, he recognized that they were short 136, 140 percent of the actual stock. Right. So, you know, said, hey, the math doesn't work for these guys. And, 
you know, and I think that a lot of folks too also look at it like, you know, you got this hedge fund that's shorting an actual like business, right? That has stores that people go into and interact with human beings. And they're like, this is some bullshit. Like, you know, you're basically betting on these businesses to fail. It's like the people betting that well, don't pass Well, it's bigger line. than that though too. It's bigger than that though too, because the money they're using to short this stock is money that came from, you know, all this stimulus, right? It's like, you know, all, all this, all this monetary stimulus, like, you know, when the Federal Reserve says, oh, we're going to, you know, um, you know, we're going to issue a trillion dollars in, in uh, new issuance and it's bought by the treasury. And then, uh, you know, that money just goes straight into the hedge funds, right? Like that's how they put it into the economy, right? It's not, it's like, here, here's a $600 check for you. That's a total of $300 million. The other $700 billion is going to go to the hedge fund, right? And they're going to, they're going to put that money in the economy. Well, what they're going to do is go out and short companies like GameStop, right, and put them in the ground. And so, I look, you know, I deep fucking value, you know, like I'm <laughs> yeah, with you, man. I'm with you. Like, let's take it. I want to go. I want to, you know, just execute these people. Like, let, let's go. Well, you know, yeah, man. Digitally, I mean, digitally execute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, the, go, revolu man. the revolution will be digitized. And, That's uh, it, man. You're hijacking me. I know. That you said it. That's, line. hey, man. The revolution I, yeah. will be digitized. Exactly. Like, you said that earlier. This can be the title of the show. Got to give all props to Drew for that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, look, like you said, like they're taking tax dollars effectively, using it to short against actual companies, which will lead to people losing jobs. I mean, look, you don't want businesses to operate inefficiently and everything else and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I mean, look, I've gone in and bought enough games over the years. I, here's the thing. I'm probably an example of the type of person that the reason GameStop isn't as, you know, wasn't doing as well, right? I mean, we buy our games, I buy them off Amazon and everything else, you know, but there've been plenty of times over the years gone into the stores, interacted with, the, I mean, you know, these are people like the GameStop in the neighborhood, like, or, you know, at the mall or whatever, like at the end of the day, you know, these are real people, jobs and lives and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it just seems super like un, you know, un, un for the people, you know, un-American, if you will. To but, like and I'm going to play the devil's advocate here is, is most of the company. So, so in the stock market, you have to be able to place a bet on the downside, right? Like when you see something that you think is either overvalued or the company's going in the wrong direction, you should be able to place a bet that it's going down. That's that it has to work that way. You have to be able to yeah. take both sides yeah. to even it out. And legitimately, most of the stocks that were shorted are companies that are headed the wrong direction, bad business models, wrong places, and legitimately are headed down. So uh, it's not wrong to think that, that you should be able to place that bet. But here lies the problem. You can't float more shares than they're out there. So you exactly you, that you shouldn't problem. be able yeah, to the risk, the risk management short yeah. them with a 15 to one leverage that can't yeah. be mirrored on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Bad risk management, and, bad, bad. And that's practice. what puts are for too. Puts are if you want to go to the downside, there's a put option that's there for you to do that as well. The other that's thing the way is, it should be done, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and there's some options. mathematical reasons why you short the stock itself because then you can sell the calls or buy, you know, you can play other things. But the other problem is you shouldn't, if you are any way associated to negative news that's put out there, SEC should shut you down because once they short, now they're spreading terrible information. They're, they're yeah. purposely sending stuff to people to, to do negative work. And that's just illegal. That's, you yeah. shouldn't be able to do that, but they do that. But then we're seeing the other side, 
right now. And again, you see like Elon Musk, I, I, I'm one of the few people in the world that I, I, I think I don't like him at all. I, I think what he says is manipulative and uh, he's a, everybody who's ever worked with him is just not liked him. But when he says something, it moves billion dollars. And the way he's able to move things back and forth, he callously throws out there all the time. And it's, it's a big deal when he says something, but I don't think he, I think he does understand, but it, 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 it's no different than what I said before. If somebody says something negative and it shares a stock, if he says something negative, it, it has, there has to be some accountability for your words. And I think that's where we're at a scary point right now is we've got uh, celebrities pushing and moving billions of dollars worth of stuff that's a little scary on, on its effects. I don't know how to solve it, but I know it scares me a lot on yeah, yeah, what no, it can do. That. Well, so anyway, so going back to so so deep fucking value puts in, oh, yeah. you know, like so he 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 recognizes that they're over leveraged on the short side, and said, you know, basically says, look, here's the deal: we start buying. I mean, it's sim simply put, we start buying this, we raise the value of the stock, it gets to a certain point, it's going to call their options, they're going to have to buy more stock to cover it, creating a cascade that if we just keep it moving, then ultimately we're going to get. A bunch of dough. We'll never and, be able to come. And, and we're gonna yeah, he explained the short squeeze to him. He told him yeah. what a short squeeze was. Yeah. And then they went and got after it. And, you know, and then it's at some point they built up enough momentum that that's what happened. How much? So Melvin Capital lost how much money? Do we know? I mean, I know it's known. I, just I mean, there's been a lot of numbers out there. It's like but... billions of dollars, right? And then they had to get. We money. still don't know if they actually covered or they didn't cover. <laughs> And the Citadel, was it Citadel? Is it Citadel Capital? Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, um, and Steve uh, Cohen. Um, yeah. Yeah, because Melvin Capital was one of his like proteges basically that like started his own fund and, you know, and then that. And but so the then, best part of the whole thing was so him Steve recapping to... his trades. I, when he'd post his trades every night to show, and he, he hunkered down, like not only did he buy the original, but he kept throwing it in there to the point where I think he probably. I'd have to check, but maybe $500,000 he had uh, put into it. And, you know, it was at like 20, 12 million, then 20 million. It just <laughs> kept getting bigger and bigger. And I saw somebody on Twitter that had like the world's five rest, uh, richest people. And at number five, it said deep fucking value. And like that <laughs> Elon. <laughs> and well, it, and that, yeah, I tweeted about so this. Great. Like, you know, what was awesome is that some of these stories, Market Watch and some other things, they're actually quoting you know, yeah. the Reddit users based on their names, like Thick Daddy and 6969 yeah. and like all this stuff. No, that was, a, that was the one. Yeah. Like, hey, we got Johnny 6969 here. Tell me how you. Uh, yeah, that's just great. But one of the that, you know, look, that, that, that's the future. This is what like Balaji Srinivasan always talks about. It's like the future is not about our own identities. The future is going to be this, this, you know, pseudo pseudonymous, pseudo anonymous. Uh, 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 engagement and communication and content and you know that that's it. I mean, you're going to be talking about deep fucking value and thick daddy. It's not going to be somebody's name. Well, in it the can, your brand can be whatever you want. Your brand can. Yeah, be I mean, in the, in the Bitcoin world, it's like you know, Plan B. Like nobody knows who yeah. this dude is. You know, he, he discovered the most important model for valuing Bitcoin, at, at least up to this point. You know, there's billions of dollars being invested as a result of a model created by this guy, his name's plan B, you know, like, yeah, 
when I uh, when I was a trader, I could I, you have to get you only get three letters. Like your trading name is three letters, and obviously there's only so many combinations as we know in domaining. So I, I was later, so it was S X C. That's not even close to my initials. But the first day I come up there, some old guy goes, "What's up, sexy?" And that's uh, what I was known for is the rest of the time is sexy. Oh, that's, they don't, nobody knows my like real that, name. Man. If you ask them if Shane worked down there, they don't know who Shane is. They don't know who Terrence is. It was always sexy. So, oh, that's it. and you just, you get a nickname. That's your, that's your brand identity. Oh, Stick man. To deep fucking value. That, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. This is my daughter, little fucking value. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, man. I I mean, just, so I hand registered uh, last uh, 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 or this morning. I hand registered deep fucking domains. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Only domain. That's how we domainers work too. We see it like. Well, because here's yeah, the man, thing, I, right? So this. I've is never wanted to be a part of something so bad. I swear to God, I mean it. Like I, I, I really, my interest in Bitcoin, my interest in domains, all of it, always, everything I do in my life. If I look at the first principles reasoning of why I'm involved, why does it intrigue me? It's about freedom and self-sovereignty. And I have, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I do have an anarchist inside of me. And like, I really adamantly uh, am against the, 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 the uh, uh, incongruous uh, rule sets that are for, you know, the average person and the hedge funds or the elites, right? And it's like, no, no, this is, this is it, right? You guys are out of touch and all the people that are building your systems, all the people that built your algorithms, all the people that built your technology, they're on the other side of this trade and they're going to take your head. Yeah. And I think this is the beginning. I think this is literally the, the, I think that Satoshi Nakamoto with the publication of the Bitcoin white paper in 2008 after the first round of massive government fiscal stimulus, which is straight up highway robbery from the taxpayers, uh, that was the inception of Bitcoin. That was the beginning of the war. And this deep fucking value <laughs> was shots fired across the bow, the battle's on. And it's very, very interesting. I The best meme I saw yesterday was, uh, it was about, uh, Robin Hood, and, and it was something like, you know, you fucked up when Ted Cruz and AOC both want you dead. <laughs> well, you know, this yeah. is the thing, right? And this is, a, I think, the sort of the next piece of this that's important, right? So then, you know, the Reddit gets shut down. Um, Robin Hood stops letting the uh, let let stops letting its customers actually buy the stocks, which included. Yeah, we'll let BME, you sell your position. AMC, but BBB. we won't let you buy any more stock. Yeah, so you know it's almost like a deplatforming, right? Which I think is so. Do you know why they did that? That's what you need to talk. Yeah, about to cover to one hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's not a Robin Hood decision, right? It, it, it's it's the the the. Uh, so the deal Citadel. flow is the the Citadel pays is the deal flow for Robin. The yeah. reason Robin Hood is free yeah. is because someone pays Robin Hood to take all their trades and take so the, the deal Robin. flow. So you yeah. get a shitty fill. First of all, if you're on Robinhood, you get a shitty fill. Most people don't really care that it's a couple pennies off, but it's a couple pennies times billions and billions yeah. of trade. But the problem is Robinhood has to put money down for all this active trading. It's not free for Robinhood. And they did get, I'm, I'm making up the numbers, but I think it was like $600 million to, to send all the deal flow. 
but you also yeah. have to put down a ton of money for these clearing. You know, it doesn't clear automatically. So there's got to be some insurance money and some deposit money. They didn't have enough to do this. They were going to go bankrupt. Robinhood was absolutely going to go bankrupt. So they needed an infusion of capital and they got it. But the, guess who's giving them the capital? The people that are getting Citadel. crushed Citadel, yeah. by the people <laughs> that are trading. So it's just, well, but, you know, it's like, listen, I, I sincerely believe that we are at war. And I don't think that people recognize that as such, but we are. And if you look back at previous wars, you know, that's what the bankers do. They finance both sides, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, the Rothschilds were financing both sides of the war. I mean, uh, Citadel is financing both sides of this war. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's interesting. I think that it is important to, to step back. And even if you don't agree to reassess the way you see the world in the sense of, are we at war? Is this a generational war? Is that what we have here? You know, what, what, what is this? Well, and I think because a lot of people would say that. I mean, you've got- It's you know, a lot more than a sideshow. It is a well, lot more than just a hiccup in equity markets. Well, yeah, is, 100%. Is, all of these things are tied together, whether it's Bitcoin, what's happening with, with Wall Street bets and deep fucking value, whether it's, um, uh, it, 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 it's all of the, the social discourse, all of it, it's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing, you know, so politicians, a lot of times, you know, they talk about the elites and all that kind of stuff. And more often than not, you know, these are elites themselves that are just, you know, kind of trying to drum that up to get this, you know, sort of swell of populism, like, hey, you know, regular guy, little people like, you know, I'm your champion, you know, I've got your back and all when it's really, you know, disingenuous, it's all bullshit. But in this case, you know, you got like Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports, who's, you know, Davey Day Trader and everything that he's doing, he's become like a mouthpiece for sort of this wall, you know, like this public face he's on, he's, he's going yeah. on all the shows and everything else, because, you know, I do think when you talk about war and, you know, that this revolution, I mean, in this case, you really do have the establishment, the suits, as he calls them, right, against, you know, the regular people. Right. I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, and you've got folks pulling strings and, you know, and, and, and you see what happens with Robin Hood and all that kind of stuff. And it does bring up this issue of deplatforming and some of the do we really have a free market or now people are sort of recognizing like, hey, market manipulation is real. A lot of times people aren't paying attention. They don't care. They're making money. You know, it's part of the process. They just accept it for what it is. But what we're seeing now because of social media and the ability for people to have a voice and for these kinds of things to be happening through technology and apps and platforms and everything else, like, you know, it's, it's coming to light in a way that, that, you know, it's not business as usual. So now it's a whole new ball game, which is just really, really wild. And, you know, and you do have this thing where you've got regular people, customers, kids, like, you know, the younger, newer generation getting into all this stuff. And then you've got the establishment, which for a lot of folks are the hedge funds, the old folks, like, you know, even Steve Cohen, who I'm not a Mets fan, I'm a Phillies fan, but I like Steve Cohen. He seems like a good guy. I've got a lot of friends and family who are Mets fans. They like him a lot. He actually made a comment though, that I thought was so tone deaf where he said something like, I'm just trying to make a living out here. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's like, no. oh, poor Stevie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you see him going at it with, uh, with Portnoy on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah that's, I think where Portnoy I called for him to be put in jail. And then Steve wrote, Steve wrote him like this. I mean, it was pathetic. He wrote, he responded. He's like, he's like, Hey Dave, why do you have such a big problem with me? Why don't we take this offline and, and, and talk it out. Yeah. And it's like, you little bitch. Dave's going to eat you for dinner. <laughs> Same thing. He's going after him. He's, He's going after the Robin Hood guys. You. For the people who don't know, you know, so, you know, Robin Hood, when they shut down the trading for, you know, like you said, they would allow you to sell, but wouldn't allow you to buy, which effectively hinders the ability for the stock to go up any further, right? I mean, effectively 100%. picking sides. 
And, uh, you know, so, so, you know, Portnoy flipped out obviously. And again, he's kind of like become the people's champ for that. And, uh, you know, but then the other guy, uh, the other, uh, billionaire hedge fund guy, Cooperman, I guess, you know what, you know, some of the comments he was making, I mean, you know, these guys come off like out of touch old, super like shadowy rich dudes. And, you know, like that really are, that's exactly what they are. So is every member of Congress almost right. And so is every member of the Senate, like, you know, they're out of touch and the world is changing rapidly, particularly right now. And there needs to be a, 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 a transfer of power. There needs to be a transfer of wealth. And here we go. We're off to the races. As far as I'm concerned, this is it. We're, we're in the midst of this and it's, it's the game is afoot, as they say. Well, yeah. You don't want to be on the wrong side of this. I'm telling you right now. You do not want to be on the wrong side. Here's the one thing that I can tell you through the test of time that passion will always trump math. 100%. But math will eventually take over again because passion comes and goes. So, but Mm -hmm. there's nothing more beautiful than watching. Where's the math here, Shane? Where's the math? So, so the math is the person that can trade the fastest, the person that can get the deal. I mean, Robinhood was a scam from the beginning. You're trading your free trades for somebody to control your deal flow that is a scam that's so you were already set up to fail by being the second you were feeding the beast by joining robin hood in the first place you know if you're not paying for something you're the fish i mean you are so you know again for people say oh i can't believe they're doing this you were you're on robin hood and you're not even smart enough to know that you were yeah i mean market just just, open micro strategy 675 (laughs) oh my god opened up a hundred bucks yeah well because oh so let's talk about that so bitcoin crypto i mean that's going to be a you know that there's there's no doubt you know bitcoin cooled off but now it's it's popping elon musk is tweeting about bitcoin like the floodgates are open and and elon changed his twitter profile to just say bitcoin like jack and uh and then he tweeted in hindsight i guess it was inevitable and here we are. We're up twenty percent today. Yeah, but look and, at Dodge Micro Strategy stock. You know they, yeah. they reported earnings last night. He says, "Look, we're never selling." In, in his earnings call, he's like, "We're never selling. Yeah. We're only, you know, not only are we going to continue to put all our free cash flow into Bitcoin, we're also exploring more ways to buy more Bitcoin, which basically just means, hey, I issued six hundred million dollars in debt at 06 percent interest." It's sold out in five minutes and I, my stock doubled since then, right? Uh, how about I go try one and a half billion dollars in debt at 0.6% interest? Let's see what happens then. It'll sell out even faster than the, than the last time. This is a compounding thing. And that is also war. That's war. I don't care what you say. That is a direct attack on the U.S. dollar and on the Federal Reserve, which should be shut down. It is the greatest cause of inequality ever known to mankind. It is a greater force for inequality than slavery. And that's a bold statement. But the Federal Reserve is an absolutely atrocious institution. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, but okay. So again, I'll play devil's advocate. It doesn't scare you that four people in Bitcoin can change the entire market, like Sailor, Grayscale, um, Winklevoss. Winklevoss twins. Like there's there's four a- people in the stock market can change the entire market. One. Yeah, but not as easy. Not as easy market. as four people in Bitcoin. No, no, bullshit. The whole market. Well, so let's talk about this. So, I, so. I mean, 
So hey, here's hey. the thing that people forget about Bitcoin, right? So there's a range. At any given point, there's a range in which it's even possible for it to trade. The upside is actually not generally limited. It is to some degree, but the downside is always limited because the float relative to the total amount of yeah. issuance is yeah. very small. The yeah. amount of Bitcoin that actually trades in the market, you know, the marginal price that gets traded of a Bitcoin is very, it's a very weak signal for what the entire pool of issued Bitcoin is actually worth. The, the, the spot price at any given point is an extraordinarily weak signal for the overall value of issued Bitcoin. That's a really important thing for people to remember and nobody seems to even pay attention to it. Because Bitcoin crashes 20% when there was low volume trading happening, irrelevant. It really means nothing to the price unless you decide you want to sell that day. But yeah. the vast majority of that Bitcoin above 80% is held by people who have no intention of selling. And maybe they would if the price goes to 100, right? But, but, but they don't care if it's 40, 50, 30, that's irrelevant. 70 to 80% or more of all the Bitcoin that's ever been issued is held by folks who have no intention of selling within that range. And so until Bitcoin moves to a new range, and then you have new metrics about who would sell on the downside, who would sell on the upside. Uh, but the higher we go, the lower that, the, the smaller that, that range gets. And so, uh, which by definition over a long time scale means that you're smoothing out volatility, right? So 20 years from now, it'll be extremely non-volatile, but the price will be, you know, wherever it will be, but it'll be most likely a lot higher than it is today. Today, the price of Bitcoin, let's say, you know, it's only a marginal amount that will, let's say, change course if, you know, one of those big players uh, changes course. You know, if, if, if suddenly, you know, Paul Turner Jones says, yeah, I changed my mind, we sold our position. There's gonna be a bunch of people that'll sell, but, you know, the, the let's say the downside pressure, like I, I guarantee you, it doesn't break 20, maybe 19, right? Doesn't happen. Doesn't matter who sells, it's not going there unless something, unless there's new information under the sun that affects the actual protocol. So how about this? If, if uh, Warren Buffett says, I'm pulling all my money out of the stock market, that I believe the stock market's out. And Michael Saylor says, I'm selling all my Bitcoin. I don't believe it anymore. Which one goes worse for people? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say the stock market goes worse. I, I believe fundamentally you'll never see Bitcoin. I don't care what happens. Um, so whoever's watching this in the comments, put your thought on that. Yeah, Buffett, exactly. I'd love to see. Yeah, I'd love to get some, love to get some audience no feedback on that. Market. And and all right, we so, need to do a Twitter poll on that. Actually, I would love to know. That, that's a that's great a question. question. That's a similar that's a, thought, right? That's Those a great are, question. Yeah, 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 totally. Great so, question. What about Dogecoin? Dogecoin, right? Dodge. Like, uh, you know, what do we think? I mean, it started as a joke. Elon Musk got busy. It's still now. a joke. Let, let's not let's not make any, you know. But it's, it's no different. If it represents value to people, it it's represents culture. value to people. It represents culture. That's what it represents. Yeah. To me, Dogecoin is like a collectible. It's it's a it's a statement. It's like wearing a certain type of clothes, or it's like you know collecting some. It, it, it's 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 culture. Somehow it's 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 culture 
wrapped into a badge into a dog to be part of the vibe and everything i mean because here's the thing because elon musk tweeted about it you know a while ago and you know and it seems to be you know in that same pocket you know maybe not the exact same crowd but still the same kind of you know meme culture you know shit posting slash like you know tech savvy you know intuitive type of thing that's starting to build momentum around you know and and it's gone you know it's at seven cents now coin it's gone up like 800 percent in the last day or two and uh you know it doesn't have i guess a lot of utility right but now you've got even like big cat from barstool tweeting about it like people are just jumping on it because it's like now it's some cool shit and it's like is it any different than you know a collectible that's you know i guess the question is is like can you get in and then get out and make some money before it's not a thing anymore? Right. I mean, what, what do you think? Does it have I, I, I think, you know, you just don't mess with it. There's enough places to put your money today and, and, and speculate. I'm not sure Dogecoin is the way to do it. <laughs> I, I would do it. Like if, if I could buy it on Coinbase, like I, I do it just because I, it's but they fun. don't have it on Coinbase. Do it's they? not, it's not tradable no, no, on Coinbase no, no, no. or Gemini, you can actually get it on Robinhood. No, but no, but who's going to use Robinhood real. anymore? It's not a real thing. It's not, it's a joke. I mean, you know, it, it's just, it's culture. That's all it is. It's, but if it, I bought it at a penny and sold it at eight and got the money in my account, guess what? what's real? Hey, now? that's real. That's, real. <laughs> that's what I mean. I that's think, real. does it represent opportunity? I mean, I think like, I think it's got legs. I think it's going to keep buzzing and do its thing. And, you know, I think the people. I think you're just, I think you're, I think you are probably have similar odds putting it on black or red in a casino. All right. That's you fair. Know? Yeah. So, well, none of this. Yeah, is I mean, my problem is I'm a terrible wave rider. Yeah. And none of this, none of this is investment advice, right? I mean, like, no, we're just, no, you know, no. we're just giving our opinion on just what we think personally no. about different stuff, but we're not telling anyone to do anything or giving but anybody. But I will any tell you, I mean, no matter how I slice it, I, I do think um, the, all of these things that we've talked about today, all of it, it's all related. And I think that at the end of the day, what people are going to realize is that there's good cause for what's happening, right? This is this is pent up, you know, frustration and, and anger and, and this generational divide and tone deaf regulators, tone deaf politicians, uh, and really, really smart young generations that are like, I don't care what you all have been doing, we're gonna do things our way. And if you get it our way, we're going to crush you, but not in the way that you guys used to play. We're going to do it differently. And um, they control the pipes. You know, these are the people that are building the software. These are the people building the algorithms. These are the people that are making the world turn. And so, you know, that's where every revolution starts. And so I, I think it's a revolution. And I think that when you do the math and you extrapolate it out, you go, Bitcoin is the ultimate FU. Um, and, and I hate to even go there because I, I, I'm, not, you know, I'm not trying to promote it in that way, but it is a counterbalance. It's a counter check. You know, it's a, as, as Chamath says, it's like Bitcoin is schmuck insurance. And we've got a lot of schmucks in government and in politics and in, 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 in regulation and in Wall Street, a lot of schmucks. And uh, might be time to buy some schmuck insurance, you know, and, uh, you know, you're taking dollars, dollars, the only reason that I don't I don't want to go there because it's, it's, you know, it's a little too anarchy, but ultimately, the only power that government has any government 
is the ability to issue money because that is, that is their ability to um, control military and exercise military power, whether that's through a police or, or foreign military. And uh, you're literally defunding the government by buying up by buying Bitcoin. That is, it, 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 there is no other argument. It, it, you are literally defunding the government by taking dollars and putting them into Bitcoin, which is outside of the financial system. So um, I think that math will ultimately add up to all these Wall Street debt folks. And um, I think that becomes the ultimate short squeeze, like literally like the ultimate short squeeze. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think at the end of the day, like you said, I think the, you know, that group, you know, is very much aligned with, you know, there's, it's just sort of this new wave, you know what I mean? It's a lot of smart, digitally tech savvy people, this, this generation, it doesn't necessarily just an age thing, but it's like, you know, folks that understand digital assets, folks that understand crypto, you know, understand the purpose behind it. And we're so early in so much. And, you know, so uh, well, what yeah. scares me about this is, you know, I'm that person. I, I, I've written for decades that I have no risk aversion. Like I'm the guy that's been buying and selling calls all along. And, and I just, my needle doesn't move at a hundred percent. Like when people told me Bitcoin is going to go up 10 times, I'm like, Oh, is it broken or something? Is that all it's going up? You know, I'm used to. <laughs> and so, but I'm afraid that this whole new generation's got my bug because a hundred percent return is going to seem like nothing to them. And yeah. And if you're part of the, the revolution and they come join you, it's going to be a nice ride. But I can guarantee you when the next thing comes up, they're going to look for that next ride and it's not going to be. Oh, yeah. Gonna that wave's going to crash hard. I, yeah, I, I, so, I am in no way saying like you want to be, you know, on yeah. the long side of the GME trade or, um, yeah. you know, any of this stuff. Yeah. So ride the wave and definitely, you know, again, and I'll, I'll tell the story. I remember I was in Celgene a long time ago, and there's this guy on the board when there were old bulletin boards on uh, fi uh, Yahoo Finance. And he was telling us about how this drug was going to be revolutionary. And, and for years, no different than the Wall Street vet guy, just pounding you, pounding you, this, 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 this. And then 10 years later, this drug that used to make babies have flippers called Revlimid cured cancer. And and it sell gene got sold out for billions of dollars. And there is nothing more gratifying than watching someone tell people for years or decades or months in this case, how something is, what's going on in, in the reality and then him make millions from that information. I love people that are passionate, totally. stick with it and then are rewarded for their passion. So deep fucking value deserves the cash. Yes, And yes, so uh, I love those stories. I, that's where people like well nobody nobody backed me well shit stick it out if you truly believe in it your time will come and this is proving it and, and uh but you you also got to realize where you are in that wave he's surfing the wave and every else buddy's behind him but somebody's going to bring their surfboard out there and they're going to crash into the rocks you just yeah. don't want to be that guy in the rock yeah yeah. Well, and I think, Shane, you know, we've had a lot of conversations and, you know, you're not averse to, to, to pull taking money off the table either. So, I mean, no, I, I, I'm you, I, you know what's interesting? I sold my Bitcoin recently to move over to stocks. Now it's moved to Bitcoin since. But I, I, I'm a profit guy like I pay for my shit with money. And uh, I, I, I love that. That's I always keep 10% of my shit with money. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. And I, I keep 10% of it. Like, you know, I think Bitcoin needs to be a, 
part of your portfolio. It does not need to be all of your portfolio because you have to do stuff. You, you have to invest in yourself before anything else. If you, you know, I got businesses run and that Bitcoin rise made me a lot of money. Bee House Honey is being paid by Bitcoin. Well, uh, my, all my stuff is being paid by Bitcoin. That's going to return better than Bitcoin. And it is thanks to Bitcoin. So I'll always keep money in there. But opportunity is opportunity. And, and I'm hoping to go crush it in the stock market with that Bitcoin money and then come back and buy more Bitcoin than I started with. So, you know, it's I, I know the value, but I I like to move around. Well, it's, and, it's I'm deep, not deep quite fucking value. Deep yeah, fucking value, yeah, baby. And I'll take that money That's my and man. do an option. <laughs> I have no problem putting it that all that money into an option and letting it ride because that's how it works. If it's your side money, if it's your 10% money, this is amazing. Like this is what you, when we tell you to put five or 10% into high risk stuff, boom, it's sitting right in front of you right now. This is how to take your 10% and make it another hundred percent. So it's, mm-hmm. man, I get excited. It's, it's hard to work. That's what Andrew it and I are saying. It's so unmotivating. Between <laughs> clubhouse and this market, I am worthless. I'm going to get fired from my own business. So, but you know what's You're interesting? Fire yourself. You know, you know what's interesting is that I think it's a signal of of, of a cultural and an economic shift whereby, and I, this isn't my own thought. This is actually from um, I don't know if it was yeah, I think it was Balaji also um, talking about that. You know, basically what we're entering is a new paradigm where basically everybody's job is going to be professional investor. So long as we have an environment where you've got zero interest rates or negative interest rates. You don't have a choice. I mean, you go out, you earn money, you, you know, let's say, you know, whatever, you, whatever it is, you make a lot of money, you make a little bit of money. doesn't matter what, what you need to, you, you can no longer just say, oh, I'm going to go put it in a CD at the bank. I'm going to buy a treasury bond. That's, that was a great way to like plan for your yeah. future and, and risk-free invest your money and, and know that it was going to be there or increase over time while you were out doing whatever it is you do as a profession. But now you have no choice. You have to be a risk taker. It, it's not an option. There's a gun to your head and it says either go invest into risk assets or we're going to just simply take 15% of your purchasing power annually indefinitely. And I don't really see how that regime changes until this system basically resets. Yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the, the problem. They, I don't know what they're going to do. The, the problem is this. So we talked about on the last show, the, the Vanguard Simple uh, Growth Fund, just one of the common growth fund returns 60%. If you were in a, in a conservative model, your neighbor made 60%, has more money. And me as a business owner, there's so much money out there. I'm raising prices. He's got the money to pay for it because he made 60%. You didn't. So everything's yeah. going to be more expensive to you because everybody else is is making that kind of money. And if you tell me you exactly. paid off your house, oh, my house is paid for. Shit. You you actually paid off your house when you can get 0.5% interest rate on your house? Take all that money and invest that money. I mean, yeah. there's you look like a fool like you know, I'm buying the Bronco and they got, you know, 0% or 0.5%. I could pay for it. Why would I pay for that car if they're going to go 80 months at half a percent? There's yeah. no reason for me to pay for that car. Give me that free money. I'll money. take it all day. So, so how does this, how does this, let's tie it back. How does it relate to domain names, right? So uh, domain names. Well, it's, inter- it's interesting. I mean, uh, um, you know, on first look, 
I, I'd say, you know, for the next couple of years, it's super bullish because it, again, it's all tied together and it all leads to individual sovereignty, digital sovereignty and freedom of communication and information and, and domain names currently uh, root, you know, legacy root zone domain names are the only way to do that. Now, what's interesting is, um, and scary is if we continue down the path that we've been on for the last six months, where, or, or arguably longer, but it's certainly accelerated in the last few months, um, whereby you have more and more deplatforming, cancel culture, censorship, you know, uh, uh, the, the old guard, so to speak, telling the rest of us what we can and cannot do, what we can and cannot say, the more and more that happens, the more and more everything goes decentralized. And there are currently, I'm actually talking about this today uh, uh, in a Namescon panel, but there's two currently two projects out there. You've got Handshake Domains and you've got Unstoppable Domains and they're building a, a decentralized, full decentralized DNS uh, architecture. And um, if we continue down the path we're on, that goes from being a pipe dream to being a probability. And so it is something that we need to be, all of this is actually super related to domain names. It's very important for everybody in the domain name community to be paying attention to. It's easy to write off and say like, I don't invest in stocks. I don't care. This is some weird stuff on Reddit. I don't care. No, no, this is a cultural, economic and social shift that is all tied together. And at the end of the day, all directly relates to domain names. And so I think I think we're at a tipping point actually, that over the next year or two, we're gonna have to see what happens. Where are we going to push back? And and in which case I'd say, you know, all right, we got, you know, at least like the next decade or two of, of legacy root zone DNS maintaining and continuing and uh, um, and, and this, the supply crunch that we see in .com domain names continues, et cetera, et cetera. Or, if we keep pushing further, there will be a tipping point at which point, you know, some progressive big tech company says, all right, we're moving, at least we're gonna put a mirror of our existing site on this uh, uh, alternative route. And the moment you start seeing that parallel internet being built on the, on, the, on the decentralized root zone, that's it. And I can guarantee you markets are always forward looking. The moment that happens, the, that'll directly the next day, the next minute, a, a start of impacting the value of, of uh, uh, legacy domain names because uh, that's it. I mean, so just you got to be looking, you got to be aware of what's happening out there. And if you start seeing a parallel internet being built, and when I say it's being built, the architecture is there, there's people trading names, you know, that's there, but that's nascent. That's like Bitcoin 2011, bunch of developers, there's no you know, there's no exchange, a bunch of developers, you know, talking about philosophical stuff, right? That's where we're at. Yeah. Um, but the moment that there becomes a parallel internet where, where, where real economy companies are starting to put parallel websites on this decentralized root zone, now you need to start paying attention quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah, the that's... only thing I'll say is it took 30 years for people to understand domain names at this point. Uh, moving them over to the other one's going to take a while too. So not really. I, I it will, but 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 once the shift happens mentally, it'll go quickly because it, it, it nothing changes for the average user. 
all yeah. it's only no. about the browsers, right? Browsers just yeah, have yeah. to adopt it. Yeah. You know, and talking about markets and domains, one thing I think is interesting that people might want to keep an eye on is Verisign. You know, we've got, uh, you know, there's chatter now with the Biden administration coming in, Trump maybe reinstituting the caps on, on renewals and things like that that were lifted under Trump. Uh, I just saw an article that came across, you know, one of the- Well, to be clear, there wasn't, a, 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 caps were not removed. It was just, they granted them uh, 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 over the course of seven years, five years can they can increase the price by seven percent yeah 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 yeah. they well yeah exactly the graduated scale to right yes the graduated scale replaced the cap so that they can increase prices they may revert back to some sort of cap now under the new administration which you know i mean verisign is basically a printing press for cash you know but it could have an impact on their stock price and that kind of thing i think ultimately it would be good for domainers it will be good for domain uh, registrants because it will make domain registrations and renewals cheaper. It'll keep it in line with what they're they're used to, or at least you know. It'll... Also good for registrars. Also good for um, you know. Basically, it's good for everybody except Nucci PLDs and Verisign. Yeah, and Verisign. But um, but when you're operating on a ninety plus you know percent margin to begin with, you know you're doing okay. <laughs> you know so. Yeah, but you know it's tricky. I I have unpopular views on this. I. You know, I think ultimately VeriSign, um, you know, I always say everything in life is about, you know, the upside versus the downside. And, and so if you're a regulator, you're looking at this and you're going, okay, um, the upside of taking an action here is like saving registrants. And I, I can assure you that they don't give a flying shit about domain investors. Um, but, you know, real commercial registrants, um, saving them, you know, 7% annual price increase, not going to register, right? Versus, okay, we're going to put this out to competitive bid. It might switch to another player. And then that person might drop the ball. And if they do, you're talking about trillions of dollars in, you know, loss as a result of any, even for like a, a, a one hour interruption in the, in the, you know, in our commerce. So I don't, that's just too asymmetric for me to the downside. And and I don't see regulators making a bold move there in regards to VeriSign. So if you assume that VeriSign keeps this contract indefinitely, or or like at least it's VeriSign's contract to drop, they can, it's up to them to drop the ball. If they don't drop the ball, they don't lose the contract. Yeah, it's theirs to lose. Yep, I would agree. Theirs to lose. And so um, I think that, you know, we as domainers should just be owning VeriSign stock to hedge against price increases. I, I don't, I don't really, you know, I think if we push too hard up against VeriSign, I think at the end of the day, they come and they say, all right, I'm coming for your domain investment business. We're going to just start taking back these names and we're going to do what the new GTLD registries do. And we're going to just allow second market registrations, um, you know, premium prices, you know, we'll, we'll let you. Well, and we saw that yesterday in the NamesCon auction. We saw that yesterday in the NamesCon auction was shout.co, right? We were, there was some confusion as to the source of the domain and it looks like it came right from the registry. It mm-hmm. expired. They grabbed it and listed right. it and sold in the auction and it sold for 5,000 bucks. So yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I think it's interesting stuff and uh, you know, but we're coming up on time here. So um, I think we've covered a lot of ground. A big shout out to <laughs> deep fucking value. Wall Street. Deep Valley, baby. Deep fucking value. Uh, the revolution will be digitized. And uh, so, yeah. So with all that, um, you know, for the folks that are attending NamesCon, we'll see you all out there a little bit later today. 
um, you know, go back and, uh, you know, I don't know if this will be out in time for people to still sign up, but I think they do record the session. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of great value there uh, for people to go back and check it out and even rewatch the auction to get some insight on some of those domains and other good stuff. But uh, anyway, guys, I appreciate y'all as always. This was a great conversation and uh, a ton here and we could talk for another, you know, countless amount of hours, but uh, y'all have a great rest of the week. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank y'all. And we'll see you next time on Domain Sherpa. See you.